What's going on, everyone? Happy Easter for those who celebrate on this ninth day of April. The Mets handled the Marlins yesterday 5-2. Marlins dropped to 3-6 and six on the season as we thank you for making Marlins Rewind a part of your morning. I'm Stephen Strom. Before we go to Kyle, what did we learn yesterday? And what we learned is Jazz Chisholm is starting to gain some confidence in center field. Two beautiful plays in yesterday's game against the Mets. One in the first, snagging a shot from Starling Marte, and another in the second, robbing Escobar. We'll keep an eye on them, but Jazz possibly turning a corner in center field. All right, for the recap, as always, here's the radio voice of your Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, back with you at City Field here on a chilly Saturday afternoon in Flushing, New York. And another sad song here for the Marlins. They fall 5-2 to two and uh, didn't have a whole lot to ride home about offensively today for the Marlins this afternoon. Get a couple of runs on five hits and error, leave eight men on base. They were one for seven with runners in scoring position. And in the winning effort here on the other side for the New York Mets in front of another capacity crowd today, they score five times on eight hits, no errors in the field. The Mets have still played error-free baseball through now nine games to start the season. And the Mets now five and four while the Marlins suffer another setback. They're now three and six through their first nine games here in 2023. Both sides leave eight men on base today. Sanka the winner, his second win in the big leagues and his second against the Miami Marlins. Trevor Rogers falls to 0-2, his second consecutive loss this season. Both times coming to the New York Mets, and David Robertson collects his second save of the season. His other one against the Miami Marlins. Uh, played this ball game in two hours and 39 minutes today in front of 42,306 here on a chilly Saturday afternoon at City Field. And uh, as we welcome Gabby Sanchez back into the picture here, um, Gabby, let's start on the pitching front. And this is, uh, to me, important in one regard for Trevor Rogers. He really did pitch well today. He couldn't make it through five because he served up the two-run homer to Pete Alonso. But remove that from the picture because I really do feel like you have to take some positives out of this game. And the Marlins will be able to do that. But I thought Trevor Rogers was certainly better than his first start. He's got a lot to work on. But he belongs up here in the big leagues. And I thought he did a good job today. Kyle, when you look at his game, it didn't start the way he wanted it to. Nope. Remember, it started Walked off in a run. He walked in a run. He hit by a pitch to Nimmo. And then he was able to get an out. Lindor, he had two outs. And then he walked a single and another walk in a run. So it didn't look like it was going to be any goodness for, for Trevor Rogers. And then all of a sudden, he was able to shut it down. And, and when you start to look at the way that it happened, he gave up four hits. The mm -hmm. one home run to Pete Alonso. Of course, it was a changeup that Pete Alonso was able to get on a 3-2 pitch. But prior to that, he had only given up three hits, and all three of them were infield singles. But just off the end of the bat, guys, you know, fast guys who were just putting it in play and running to first. It wasn't bad. It's something where, you know, Mel Stoudemire Jr., he's going to go up to Trevor Rogers and say, yeah, you didn't start off great. But, man, you were able to get back into it, and you almost got through that fifth inning except for that home run to Pete Alonso. I don't think that if you're Trevor Rogers, you look at this as a bad game. You look at it as I don't want to start off like that again. I want to start off, you know, a little bit better. But th this is not a game where you're like, man, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing on the mound. He threw the ball well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um – I really just do hope that Trevor Rogers can leave the ballpark encouraged by his effort again because uh, I know four and two-thirds is certainly not as deep as he'd like to get into the ball game. 
uh, and leave in line for a loss and ultimately suffer the loss. But there, there really, to me, there was a lot of good things to take out of uh, this Trevor Rogers start here today. Um, I don't know, Gabby. I mean, elsewhere on the pitching front, okay. Brazoban struggled again. And, um, you know, you, you, you wonder after he threw an inning yesterday and allowed a run and uh, two-thirds of an inning today and allowed two runs on three hits if uh, potentially there will be a change out there in the bullpen and maybe some moves tomorrow to make sure that they're fresh out there. Um, I don't know. What else did you see from the bullpen? Outside of Brazoban, everything was okay? Yeah, outside of Brazobon, the guys came in and threw the ball well. Now you have to remember, too, they, they pitched yesterday for the most part, all these except for Chagual that yeah. threw yesterday's game, and they looked a lot better. Even Barnes, he threw the ball well. Nardi threw the ball exceptionally well, in my opinion, the way that he was able to control the zone and, and work himself in and out. Um, I liked what he did. So all in all, you look at the bullpen, and, and you really you look at the end of this game, and it was 5-2, to two, and the Marlins had a chance there in, in that, what, seventh inning to get things going, bases loaded. You have Soler up. Some might say, well, why didn't you send Birdie on that base hit from a rise? I don't think you send him. I think you keep him right where he was at. That run was not that important and at it, the time and, to and, get thrown out. And you have Soler who's coming up that with one swing in the back can all of a sudden make this into – a, a six to five win for the Marlins. So I, I don't think there was anything wrong there of not sending uh, Birdie. It, it's just one of those tough ones where you, the Marlins are still looking for that big hit yeah. in that big situation. They haven't been able to get it yet. It's still early. <laughs> There's still a lot of games to be played, but those are things that they're going to have to look at on things to get better. You always look at yourself as a team. Where do we need to get better? Of course, it's going to come down to we need to do a better job with runners in scoring position. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the Marlins were one for seven in that department today, and um, they've fallen on tough times in that regard. But I do believe that water will always find its level, and yep. the Marlins will not be that bad in that department all season long. And you, you hope that the turnaround certainly starts tomorrow with Braxton Garrett on the mound. Uh, before uh, I let you run here, Gabby, and we take a listen to the highlights from tonight's contest, uh, offensively, you're right. I mean, the seventh inning was the biggest sticking point for the Marlins today. They did have two on with one out in the first inning, and again, they kind of let Senga off the hook, uh, similar to his first big league start last Sunday in Miami. Seventh inning was massive. Arise had the two out, bases loaded single. Uh, that drew the Marlins a bit closer. It was 5-2. to two. Chargois, um, or check that, Curtis came in for the Mets, and Soler popped out to Jeff McNeil. They left them loaded. That was probably their biggest threat. Uh, nice to see Jazz hit the homer, though. Yeah. I mean, Jazz, Jazz swang the bat well. Uh, one of the things that I like to see, one, of course, we talk about defensively and what he did out there uh, today in center field. He was really, really good. He had made some really nice plays. And then offensively, you know, what I like to see from him too was the way that he was hustling down to first base on some of these ground balls. A lot of times you might see Jazz kind of hit that ground ball. He knows he's going to be out, and he might, you know, rear back and doesn't really run it hard. But today he didn't. He, uh, he was running it hard. He was swinging the bat a lot better. It's what you want to see out of Jazz. You're going to need Jazz to play like Jazz and hit the ball out of the ballpark and steal bases and, and hit the ball in the gap uh, for this team to be able to excel. And that's very, very true. But there's other guys that need to come out there as well. And when you, when you start to look at this team and you look at Garcia, the way that he can swing the bat when he was good, hitting 280, he can, he, he can hit home runs in mm -hmm. that 20 range mark. You're kind of looking for him to kind of break out of it. So there are good pieces they just need to break out of it altogether. 
Garcia now 0 for 17 this season against the Mets, and he's off to a 3 for 27 start at the plate. Uh, Jazz was 1 for 5. He's now 6 for 30 to start his season. Uh, the only multi-hit effort today coming from Luis Arise, who was 2 for 3, and he's 14 for 30 to start his season. Uh, and now 12 for 23 against the Mets. I mean, that trade looks better by the day. And Pablo Lopez, one of the best pitchers in the game, but a rise has been sensational. Uh, so that's going to do it here from City Field, Gabby. Uh, we'll take a listen to the highlights. But first, thanks, buddy. It was good to see you, and I'll see you again tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow morning. See if the Marlins can at least get out of here with one win. All right, uh, let's take a listen to the highlights from this afternoon's ball game. The Mets grabbed a one nothing lead in the first inning, thanks to Jeff McNeil, who came to the bat, uh, came to the plate rather, with the bases loaded and two outs in the first. Next offering misses outside, ball four. Rogers just walked in a run. He's walked in two here in the first inning. The Mets have a one nothing lead. Rodgers really did settle down after that, and it wasn't again until the fifth when the Mets would capitalize. There were two outs in the fifth inning and a runner on base in the uh, in the way of Francisco Lindor, and behind a Lindor this afternoon was Pete Alonso. Rodgers cannot throw over again. The pitch swung on, hit high in the air. Deep left center field, way back and gone. Pete Alonso just pimped that two-run shot, and the Mets have a 3-0 lead. Rodgers is not happy. And that would end the day for Trevor Rogers. He went four and two-thirds innings. An inning later in the sixth, Oscar Brazoban was in the ballgame for the Miami Marlins and Eduardo Escobar with the man on base unloaded. Escobar today is 0 for 2. It's a tough 0 for 2. Here's a swing and a ball hit in the air. Left field, De La Cruz is going back. He's at the wall and it's gone. Eduardo Escobar was robbed by Jazz Chisholm Jr., who made a sensational diving catch in the second. He nearly hit a homer in the fourth, but he has hit his first of the season here in the sixth. Mets get two more. You can hear the scream of Eduardo Escobar. Much to the delight of Mets Nation. It's New York 5, Miami 1. And the Marlins got their one run in the top of the sixth inning, and that was courtesy of Jazz Chisholm Jr., just want to see a little offense. High drive. Right field. Gone. Jazz Chisholm Jr. goes deep. It's 3-1 Mets here in the sixth. So the Marlins got their one in the sixth. The Mets got two more in the bottom half of the inning. They would carry a 5-1 lead into the top of the seventh. But the Marlins would inch a little bit closer in the ball game for the Mets was Brooks Raley. And at the plate with the bases loaded in two outs was Luis Arise. Arise, the 1-1 pitch, Arise, line drive, right field, base hit for Luis Arise. John Birdie's going to get held up at third. It's an RBI single. Now the ball gets away from Mark Canna towards the backstop, but Nito's on it quickly. Birdie's not going to score from third. But it's a two-out RBI single from Luis Arise, and now the go-ahead run coming to the plate is Jorge Soler. It's 5-2, and Buck Showalter's going to make Buck Showalter went to the bullpen. He brought in the former Miami Marlin, John Curtis, who got Jorge Soler to pop out to second base. The inning was over. The Marlins could get nothing going. With John Curtis still on the mound of the eighth, he tossed a perfect eighth. David Robertson put in a bid for his second save of the season and his second save against the Miami Marlins here in 2023. Struck out Nick Fortes to start the ninth, got John Birdie to bounce out to shortstop, and the last remaining hope for the Marlins today was Jazz Chisholm Jr. 
A ball and two strikes is the count to Jazz. Here's the pitch from Robertson, and it's a ground ball hit out to third. Should do it. Escobar throws the first, and the ball game is over. Mets win this ball game 5-2, and they take the series. Two runs, five hits, and an error for the Marlins. Five runs, eight hits, and no errors. The New York Mets. Sanga beats Rodgers. Robertson collects his second save of 2023. It's a series win for the Mets. They beat the Marlins 5-2. We'll step aside, and we'll have more from City Field after this on the Marlins Radio Network. And uh, that was all she wrote here at City Field this afternoon. The Mets beat the Marlins by a final score of 5-2. And for the Miami Marlins today, they strike out 8 and that means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, we appreciate it. Now let's take a listen to Skip Schumacher following the 5-2 loss yesterday against the New York Mets. So Kelly's not here, so I'll be holding the mic. Gotcha. <laughs> you guys good? Yep. All right, let's get Trevor another long first inning and settled in until the home run. Just how would you evaluate how he did? Yeah, game one. I mean, that's the second half uh, was better than the first half, that's for sure. Um, and then you know got caught with the you know the blow with with Alonzo, um, three two count there, two two count there, and um, yeah, that you know kind of forced him out of the game. But yeah, we got to figure out that first inning because it's been been the challenge for him of um, throwing strikes that first inning. But you know, feels like that second through fifth, whatever um, that he throws is. You know, he starts commanding the zone better and trusting his stuff, and his stuff plays when it's in the zone, and it just it proves it every time when he throws it. Uh, Jazz, the home run, and a couple good plays in center field. You said you were hoping putting him in the leadoff box helped spark him. What did you see from him specifically today? Yeah, yeah, he had a um, couple nice at bats. Obviously, the home run was was a great swing, but I, you know, I also like the the left on left with Rayleigh lined out to left field and. Um, yeah, he's getting better every day he plays. And the, the more he plays center field, the better he's going to get. Again, it just it takes a little bit of time for, um, for a position change and transition to, to get where he wants to be, where he's comfortable in every play and every scenario. And um, you see what kind of athlete he is. I mean, he may, he'll make some, some plays that nobody else can make out there. I mean, that's just who he is. And um, just being more consistent is, you know, at the plate and, and in, the, in the field is – um, you know, it, it kind of, you know, his next step, but he's he's doing he's doing really good. And collectively from the offense, what did you see from the group again? Another one of those half chances and leaving some on there. You get stuff in the seventh, but that was basically it. Yeah, Rice had a nice at bat there. Cooper, you know, big walk, um, and you know, just you, it feels like you're just one hit away from breaking out. And um, but again, if we start getting traffic out there, you know, we're still taking quality at bats against their back end bullpen and. Um, we just give ourselves a chance every time, which you know I'll, I'll take. Eventually, we'll break through. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. This is the second day in a row um, a pitcher has had problems in the first inning. In, in Rogers' case, what was the problem? You think it's just strike zone command. You know, just throwing the ball in the strike zone. And um, I think you know the more the more we get away from throwing strikes, the more challenging it gets, especially against good teams. Um, and the Mets are you know one of the best teams in the National League and. You give them free passes or get behind the count, um, you know they're gonna they're, they're gonna hurt you. You know they're gonna um, you just don't give yourself a real good chance when you uh, when you're walking guys are behind the count and and just shows when you do get ahead and you, you give yourself a chance. Um, 
So I think that's that's where the struggle is in the first inning. Uh, do you have an update on Stallings after? Yeah, yeah he is um, back, kind of locked up uh, right before the game, and um, so I didn't think it was real smart to you know have him push through it. He was still available if we needed him, um, but just didn't feel like it was worth it to, to push him through and, and start at Fortes. How's your bullpen? I'm just curious because you had to use him a lot the last two games. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. The, Sandy and, and, and Zeus um, saved us a couple days ago um, and then kind of reset it. And, um, you know, their bullpen's done a really good job of keeping us in games. They really have. And um, it's tough to go back-to-back this early in the season, and you try to avoid that as much as you can. Um, but, you know, that was just the reality of the last couple of days. And I, I, I'm, I'm confident that our pitchers will get back on track and go deeper in games and, and help out, you know, our pen. It's just it's early. You see a lot of teams that are going through this right now, um, you know, early on. And, and so, you know, we're, I think we'll reset here soon. Good, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that was Marlins manager Skip Schumacher. Trevor Rogers spoke on his performance after going four and two-thirds, giving up three runs and punching out five. He talked his first inning issues and how he's feeling after his outing. Good. Yep. Uh, Trevor, another long first inning. Uh, how would you attribute the struggles there in that first, and then what were you able to do to settle in after that? Well, I, just, I think it's probably just a little antsy out there. Um, Got a lot of contact on the ground and really just wasn't going my way that first thing, so I had to settle down and make a pitch and was able to do that. Uh, retired, I think it was 12 of the next 14, going into the fifth, just being able to see the results after the first. Just how did that feel to be able to, to bounce back two, two, two starts in a row now after struggling in the first? Uh, it felt good. Um, really just trying to execute and make pitches, get get the ball on the ground as early as I can, and um, it paid off. Uh, the home run to Alonzo, what were you trying to do there? I was trying to just execute that pitch. Um, didn't want to give in to him. Um, thought about going with the fastball up and in, but he's been taking those all day, so didn't want to give in to him. And just hit a good pitch, so just tip your cap. Last Sunday, McNeil had the dribbler, you know, and then today, can it similar dribble it up the line uh, what can you learn I guess from a start like this or the first two at least just getting out of that first uh, probably just stuff isn't always going to go your way you just got to battle um, this is another one of those starts today um, not worried about my stuff I think my stuff's in a great spot um, just frustrating getting those getting get everything you want and just not getting the outcome and um so all you got to do is just put your head down. I just got to keep working. What would you like about your changeup today? It was working. Yeah, I had, I had good depth. Tried to keep it on the plate. A lot of good swing and miss. A lot of good, a lot of ground balls early. So I really like where that's at. Uh, Stallings, late scratch. He caught you basically off last year. And uh, what was it like with Fortes behind play? I know you guys have the chemistry from the minors. What was it like working with them today on short notice? Yeah, and I knew Nick would do a great job. I, I trust both of those guys back there. And having him in the minor leagues, you know, it's, a lot of comfortability right there. So I knew he would have a good game plan going in and um, was able to trust whatever he was going to put down. Thanks. 
Okay, that was Trevor Rogers. As we turn the page to today, Marlins on deck with me. Steven Strom kicks off at 110. First pitch is set for 140 as the Marlins wrap up their three-game set with the New York Mets and look to avoid the sweep. Make sure to follow at Marlins Radio on Twitter. We hope to have you join us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. Thanks for rewinding with us on Marlins Rewind. This is the Marlins Radio Network driven by AutoNation.